This is the Talk of the Town. From Morgantown to Clarksburg, if it's happening, we're talking about it. Call the show toll-free at 1-800-765-8255. Now, here are your hosts for the Talk of the Town, Dave Wilson and Sarah Giosi. Good morning. Welcome to the program, Talk of the Town with Dave and Sarah. You know what day it is. Somehow, some way, we've made it to the end of the week. It's Anything Goes Friday, and you know what that means on this show. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Those are the rules. There are no rules. All you have to do is give us a call. I guess that is the only rule. 800-765-TALK. 800-765-TALK. That's 8255 on your touchtone keypad. You can also text the show, 304-TALK-304, or on the Twitter machine, at Dave and Sarah AM is our Twitter handle. A couple of things in the works over the next hour or so. Reached out to uh, Montague County Delegate Joe Statler. He sits on House Education Committee uh, to kind of get a recap of yesterday's committee meeting that included uh, a bill that is on the House floor today to expand the number of charter schools and possibly provide another route toward authorization. That bill was approved out of the House Education Committee yesterday. Uh, Joe is in a House Finance Committee meeting this morning. So if we can get him before the top of the hour, we will. If not, we'll catch up with him later. Also, Joe Ricardo will stop by a little bit later on in the show. We'll get an update as conditioning, quote-unquote, wink-wink, nudge-nudge, started this week for our high school sports teams around the state. Actual practices can begin on Monday. Uh, Mountaineers released their football schedule, or it's now completed with the release of the Big 12 schedule. Joe Bricado will stop by. We'll talk a little sports before we head into the weekend. 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. That is the phone number. Income taxes, audits, numbers, and different ways of spending it. Get ready. That's going to be a major focus and a whole lot of talk over the next 60 days as Governor Justice's idea to eliminate the state income tax or phase it out, however you want to term that, is going to get a lot of attention and it, well, deserves a lot of attention. It's a major major overhaul to how the state collects tax revenue. There are pros, there are cons. We touched on those yesterday. For, I mean, Newton's third law certainly applies. For every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. Give the governor credit for this. Coming with an idea, I wouldn't call it outside of the box. It's It's been done in other states. It's been tried in other states, and it's failed in other states. But at least coming to the table with more than the usual. Uh, We're going to increase spending by 3%. We're going to throw more money at the problem. Maybe change the way the state does business. I'll, I'll give them credit for having that idea. But too often with the governor's ideas over the last five years, they've been short on detail. We've been asked to take leaps of faith. Trust him. He's a businessman. He's not a politician. Trust him. While his greatest quality is 
being a cheerleader for the state of West Virginia, championing the state, and believing that these things can be achieved, that we can attract population, that we can attract business, grow the economy through these types of initiatives, through these types of measures, I need a lot more detail. I need more detail when it comes to taxing professional services. I need more detail on, well, who exactly qualifies as the wealthiest residents in the state. What are luxury items? Okay, I know what I think a luxury item is. What are luxury items? We're going to need a lot more detail. And look, we're only a couple of days into this process. And again, I mentioned this, I think the vision here is to create or to start transitioning West Virginia into a place of being where you want to come and live, really setting the state up to take advantage of this shift to remote working. That trend was coming down the road anyway. And one year ago, about this time a year ago, it accelerated. How many of you have been working from home in some shape, form, or fashion in the last 12 months? Either a couple of days a week, maybe you have totally shifted to working from home if you can do that. There are some things you can't do that for. A lot of things you can, a lot of things you can't. And And maybe I'm looking too far into it. Maybe the governor hasn't taken that step, but the initiative with uh, Intuit and Brad Smith and broadband service and really creating an environment where you can come live in West Virginia, play in West Virginia, go to the parks, take your boat, a luxury item, out on Cheat Lake, then go back to your home office and work for the firm which may be located in the state, which may not be located in the state. I think that's the vision, or maybe that's at least the vision I see here, We where we create a state where we take advantage of the ability to work remotely, and suddenly our geography, our terrain, our roads, maybe aren't working against us so much. You can work from that home office, finish up work at 2.30, be out on Cheat Lake, by 3 o'clock. And the incentive of not having to pay a state income tax would be a pretty good incentive, wouldn't it? But there are challenges that come with that. And certainly, if you're a non-smoker and Pepsi and Mountain Dew and Coke aren't your thing either, you're probably all for. Go ahead. Raise the taxes on those. But generally speaking, it's it's lower income, lower middle class earners who end up taking the brunt of that. And statistics, unfortunately, also show they buy a lot of popping cigarettes. I'm not trying to cast dispersions, but let's be real. Got to see a lot more detail. Got to see a lot more detail. It's interesting. I find it very interesting. And I'm more than willing to have the conversation. And I don't want to reject it or accept it outright from the very beginning, one way or the other, because that's not fair. 
But let's have the conversation. Or should we be discussing other things? Or is this now not the time to try to take such a drastic step, make a major change in the state's system with the fact that we are hopefully on the back end of the pandemic, trying to get the economy restarted, jump-started, help local business? Should that really be more of the focus? Focusing on how to help small business owners get back on their feet. Because after all, it was state government, it was the governor, it was his executive orders that shut their businesses down. Should that be the focus rather than talking about what some might consider a pipe dream of eliminating the state income tax? 304-TALK-304, that's the text line. 800-765-TALK is the phone number. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Is that something that was even on your mind in the last couple of months? Is that something at the forefront of your mind that needs to be addressed? Love to hear from you at 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. Let's hit the headlines. A couple of more updates from Charleston. I mentioned the charter schools bill. Uh, The bill is pending on the House floor. It would expand charter school... um, Allowances, I guess, if you want to call it that, allow 10 charter schools, create another potential pathway uh, to charter school operation through a charter school board. A bill aimed at refining the governor's emergency powers already headed to the House of Delegates for a vote. The House Finance Committee voted in favor of House Bill 2014, asserting the legislature's role of approving expenditures, even in situations like the recent round of uh, CARES Act relief funding. Floor sessions scheduled to start at 11 in both the House and the Senate. We'll have you covered over at WVMetroNews.com. Mentioned charter schools. There's only been, well, there are none right at the moment. There's only been one application. That was in Monongalia County, where the West Virginia Academy submitted an application. Uh, That was ultimately rejected. I said it was Mon. It was Mon and Preston counties. But uh, that application was rejected. And now officials with the West Virginia Academy are filing a lawsuit. Go back to, well, we interviewed, and it, I'm having a moment. Can't call it a senior moment. I'm not that old, but I'm having a moment. Uh, we interviewed the chairman uh, with the board there for the West Virginia Academy. I will look his name up during the break. Man alive. Uh, and he contended that, and this has been a couple of months ago now, he contended that, the boards did not take official action in the window outlined in state code. They had so many days from the filing of the application to take official action on it, and they did not. And he claims, and the West Virginia Academy officials claim, that the application should have been approved by default because the boards didn't act in the prescribed amount of time. Now, the boards have a different story, and there has now been a lawsuit filed um, in front of the state Supreme Court. Vaccination clinics up and running this morning and today in Mon, Marion, and Preston counties. Shots being administered by appointment only using the existing wait list. So if you know you've got an appointment, you know you've got an appointment. Oh, by the way, I think I've mentioned this this week, but it bears repeating. The calls 
to schedule your appointment. A lot of those are coming up as spam on your uh, caller ID, on your, on your iPhone or Android, whatever you use. But a lot of those are coming up as spam, and if you're like me, you don't answer those types of phone calls. So <laughs> reconsider. If you do get that call, if you're on the wait list, especially if you are in the you know 65-plus category, but if you have registered to get the shot, you get a spam call, it's worth answering because it very well could be the health department calling you to get signed up to get your appointment. So uh, please be aware. I know it's, it is what it is, but uh, be aware. More West Virginians now registered as Republicans as opposed to Democrats. First time since 1932, Republicans have outnumbered Democrats in West Virginia. Uh, that's an 89-year reign for Democratic registration that came to an end Thursday. More at WVMetroNews.com. You probably have you seen the video, Ethan Evan, our producer today. Have you seen the video? You've seen the video. Were you on Third Street? Okay, so there's video circulating online. It's on social media. We have it posted at WVMetroNews.com now. Um, when it snows and it gets packed down on the streets. They ride sleds, college students ride sleds, or anything for that matter, down the street. And inevitably, the cops get called, they break it up, they send them home. It happens a lot. <laughs> well, for one student, he uh, his night ended badly. The cops had showed up, they were there, they were going to disperse the crowd. And this young man, 18-year-old Joshua Beard, was riding not a sled, but a laundry cart <laughs> down 3rd Street. And he, well, he crashed out of the laundry cart. The cart, however, continued and hit a parked police cruiser near Grand Avenue. <laughs> then to make matters worse... Beard thought it'd be a good idea to run. It did not end well for him. Uh, <laughs> he was arrested, and uh, he's facing several charges, disorderly conduct, and underage possession of alcohol. Imagine that. I saw another video of... <laughs> there was a guy <laughs> riding a wheelchair. Not a sled, but a wheelchair down the hill. Which begs the question, <laughs> one, was it Ethan, our producer? Two, where do you get the wheelchair? <laughs> and he crashed. I've never seen any of those videos end up with somebody gliding to a stop at the bottom of the hill. They all crash. Was it last week the guy was in a canoe and crashed into a telephone pole? <laughs> uh, to be 20 again. I mentioned the Mountaineers. Did I mention the Mountaineers? Yeah, their uh, schedule is complete now with the uh, release of the Big 12 conference schedule. League play starts September 25th at Oklahoma. Those are the headlines. More detail for you at WVMetroNews.com. We might connect with Joe Statler today. We'll definitely connect with Joe Bracado before the end of the show. Love to connect with you. 800, you know what I mean. 800-765-TALK is the phone number. 304-TALK-304 is the text line. It's Anything Goes Friday the show where we talk about anything you want to talk about. All you got to do is give me a call. 923, just getting started. Dave and Sarah.
Now back to the talk of the town. 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. That's the phone number, 304-TALK, 304 is the text line. It's Anything Goes Friday. We'll talk about anything you want to. We'll talk a little sports. Joe Bracato coming up in just a bit. Text line 304-TALK-304. Hey, Dave, regarding the police review board, is there any way you could have someone, maybe from the prosecutor's office, come on your show in order to address if there really is racial disparity in arrest by the MPD? Perhaps Perry Joe to Christopher. She would definitely know if MPD's actions are concerning. Uh, very nice suggestion, very good suggestion, and I will tell you, since we spoke, was it last week, uh, when we had Molly Kennedy on, she's the uh, ACLU Outreach Director, and she brought up several statistics uh, that were presented to the committee by uh, James Nolan, who's with uh, WVU Criminal Justice, uh, former law enforcement officer himself, laundry list of credentials there, and and I don't remember the numbers offhand, but they were comparing, I believe, arrests and stops to census data. And I've been trying to get a better understanding of the validity of those numbers, but also the problems with using those numbers. And the trouble... I will tell you this. The trouble is when it the, again, there's statistics and, you know, there, there are lies, damn lies and statistics. Right. So the census data and arrest and stop number, they're very, very simple, but they don't necessarily paint an accurate picture of what's going on. And I have read um, one and a half studies in now. For uh, trying to figure out. A and B and what makes sense and how you try to how you can get an accurate picture of do you have a problem or what are the other factors that are being maybe overlooked? Are you using the stats and coming up with something that's way too simplistic of a conclusion? And, uh, and uh, again, I- I'm trying to get a better understanding of it to even be able to ask the right questions, I guess. So to your point, Texter, um, I'm trying, hopefully. And, and look, we got a couple of more weeks. Uh, talked to the state attorney general yesterday and then posed the question to him, have you received the ordinance? And he said, yeah, we just got it. He has not had a chance to review it himself. He said he's going to. And actually, I think he hinted that he'd come on the program to talk about it, too. So we got a couple of weeks, I think, before we get a determination from the AG uh, the special committee will still have to make a decision on their final proposal. Do you move it to council? And ultimately, council, city council, Morgantown, is going to have to take up this issue. So, Texter will try. <laughs> we'll try. I, I think we've probably got at least a couple of months here uh, that this issue is going to be locally um, at the forefront of some conversations. Gary, I see you're on the line. I'm up against the hard break. Don't Go anywhere. I'll get to your call right after the uh, news update here. More text, calls, tweets. We'll take them all. It's Anything Goes Friday. You know how to get in touch with the show. Right now it's 930. Let's get a news update. We'll check in with the Metro News Anchor Desk and find out what's happening all across West Virginia.
We're talking about your town. Now back to the talk of the town. Anything goes Friday. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Those are the rules. There are no rules. 800-765-TALK. 800-765-8255-304-TALK-304. Okay, maybe there are a few guidelines, but, you know, those can be tweaked. (laughs) Anything goes Friday. Gary, you're up. Thanks for holding through the break. Good morning, sir. Hi, Dave. I have a couple ideas I'd like to share with you and your listeners. Sure. Number one is on the uh, proposed elimination of uh, income tax. Um. I, I'm retired, but I have uh, pension and uh, investment uh, income as well as Social Security. So I, I pay income tax mm-hmm. to the state of West Virginia. However, um, I, I wonder, I mean, there are 6, 600,000 people in West Virginia that do not pay it. Those are the low-income people, the retired people on fixed income uh, low wage earners, so that will get them nothing. But instead, they have to pay more on their uh, toilet paper and toothpaste, more for soda. So you know, it. Uh, I know there's big plans that this is going to do wonderful for the economy, but it sure is going to hurt the uh, low income earners in the meantime. Yeah, and let me jump I, in. I just wonder. No, go ahead, Gary. I just wonder, you know, we just heard that uh, registration, voter registration has gone Republican in the state. Well, that 600,000 people, seems to me this is kind of indicative of what Republicans want. They, they want to run. They're all in favor of big business and high earners, and they don't look after the little people. When, when, when is the state going to figure that out? Oh, well. Hey. Well, well, okay, a couple of things, Gary, because you, you bring up a good point and one that uh, Delegate Williams uh, brought up yesterday on the show. Uh, he mentioned mentioned seniors who might be on fixed income or, or not paying the, the income taxes. Uh, that's why I want to see more details when we're talking about a sales tax. Are you going to, um, you know, because we, we don't have the food tax anymore. You can go to the grocery store. You don't have to pay taxes on your groceries, aside, I guess, if you're buying pop, but... You know, what are the plans? How do you achieve your goal without shifting so much of the burden to the folks you're talking about? Because I'll use I'll use my mamma as an example, Gary. She's 95. She's on a very fixed income. But, you know, she still has to go to the store. Well, somebody goes to the store for her. But, you know, she still has to buy items. How is that going to impact her? How is it going to impact you if you're a, you're a minimum wage earner? So, yeah, a lot of details that got to be hashed out. It, it's it sounds great if everything comes to fruition, uh, but you know as well as I do, there's a trade-off with uh, every action, every policy you make. So, uh, I think you raised some good points. Okay, and uh, another another topic. Sure. I own a Chevy Bolt. It's a all electric car. Mm-hmm. I got my uh, registration um, renewal. $251.50 for one year. My Subaru is $51.50 for a year. Really? So I'm being charged $200 extra to have an EV. Now, really? I understand I don't pay gas tax, but I figured out I drive it less than 7,000 miles. Um, for a car that size with a gasoline engine, 
I should get about uh, 35 miles per gallon. That comes out to about 200 gallons of gas, which would be about $72 in gas tax I would have paid. So there's still $138 that's just a penalty for having an EV. <laughs> to me, that sounds like they're saying, well, if you, want to, if you believe in global warming and you want to do something about it, the heck with you, we're going to make you pay to the nose, which is fine. I'm okay. But what does that say to the um, young tech people and the entrepreneurs that they're trying to uh, grow into the state, mm-hmm. that we don't believe in global warming and we're going to penalize you if you do, if you try to do something about it? Gary, I had no idea it was it was that much for an, for an EV, but I I can see where you're going with the, with the thought process there. Hey, you're gonna have to drive some more to get your money's worth uh, to get your <laughs> get your taxes worth there, I guess. Hey, Gary, thanks for the call, well, buddy. Good points. Appreciate you listening in. Okay. Thank you, buddy. Okay. Have a great weekend. Eight hundred seven six five talk. Eight hundred seven six five eight two five five. I didn't. Did you know? Hey, as much as I pay in gas tax. I'm I'm making up for Gary, I guess. Yeah, I got the big truck. I got the big engines. Yeah, yeah, I'm that guy. Not ashamed of it, but <laughs> three or four talk. Three or four is the text line. Uh, before the break, a texter brought up uh, really getting into the the arrest statistics and and demographics and profiles and such. Uh, Dave, three or four talk. Three or four. The stats are focusing on drug arrests. How many times have you said? Detroit man arrested for distribution. These big city drug dealers are not students. They are here to sell drugs. Uh, That is true. That is true. One of the, you know, you got to take the good and the bad when you're a university or college town. The good is is the economic growth and and somewhat stability that the student population brings. Uh, the bad is there are people out there who want to take advantage of them, who prey on that that population. And, and Morgantown has to deal with that, certainly. And you're right. Just And that's why I go back to saying, okay, well, here's the census numbers, here's the arrest numbers. That doesn't necessarily paint the entire picture, especially when you have uh, dealers coming from Detroit, Cleveland, D.C., Three or four talk. Three or four. Hey, Dave. If you really do your research anywhere they go, if you really do your research anywhere they go green, there is some hidden cost or catch from solar to these new age cars. I know someone that just had a Prius and replaced the batteries in it alone was a thousand dollars. It's crazy the amount of pe- people, ball players, and students bring in uh, just to hang out and sell. Oh, here, switch topics over there. Yeah, you're right. And I'm a, <laughs> I'm a. I don't consider myself a car guy. I can't sit and have conversations and go, oh, well, you know the difference between the the 69 Camaro and the 70. But I like to wrench on cars a little bit. I like to work on my vehicles. And I'm I'm dreading the day when I can't do that. Dreading the day. I mean, I had a serious conversation with my wife about (laughs) about doing a resto mod on a Corvette. She talked me out of it. For very good reason. For very good reason. Karen and Fairmont, before the break, good morning. Yes. Hey. Um, I have a question about the COVID vaccine. I will do my best to I'm, answer it. I'm late uh, connecting up, and I signed online for the states. 
Okay. But um, I haven't received a call, and I want to know, um, how do you know when you're going to get the call or how what you are in line to get it or... That, I've been waiting. Yeah, that is, Karen, that's a very good question. And General Hoyer was on with Hoppy, I don't know, I think he's on again today. Uh, but I, I know he's on earlier this week. Right now, they don't, or through the system, can't say your number 873 on the list or whatever. Uh, but once you are registered, you will be placed into the system. And basically, you just have to wait wait for the phone call, Karen. Uh, when your name okay. gets pulled for the wait list, uh, you'll you'll get a phone call and I'll say, "Hey, you're basically say, hey, you can come in Saturday, you know, whatever day, and give you a time, and okay. and you'll have your appointment." So, uh, unfortunately, uh, yeah, I would love to have a number too, uh, but I, I just don't think they have that, or at least have it yet. Okay, the thing about the call mm-hmm. when I I'm in the system and uh, they text me and they emailed me that I'm in the system. But I'm hearing that they don't text you or email you to, to get your appointment. They call you. Yes. And it's an unidentified number, so you have to answer every phone call um, because the only way they let you know for when you're next is a phone call. Is that correct? Yes, they will call you. And, uh, yes, it will come up. It could come up as a spam on your phone or an unidentified number. Because you know they're using temporary phone banks, and there there are some technical reasons for that. So, yes, that that is the case. So if you if you get a spam call, and if you're like me, you probably don't answer it. I don't answer them if I don't know the number. I usually don't answer. Uh, but might be a good idea to go ahead and answer that phone call at least to give it a hello. Might be a might be a good phone call. Right, and I guess if you miss the call, they'll call you back, right? Because it's hard to answer every phone. <laughs> you're not beside the phone. Yeah, all the time. yeah, they'll they'll try they'll try several times uh, to get a hold of you. Okay. All right. All right, Karen. Thank I hope I helped much. you out a little bit this morning. You did. Thank you very much. All right. You're welcome very much. Thanks for the phone call. Eight hundred seven six five talk. Eight hundred seven six five eight two five five three zero four talk. Three zero four is the text line. More of your text. Joe Bracato coming up next. Join the conversation at 1-800-765-8255. This is the Talk of the Town. Many more texts to get to. We will do that in just a moment. 304-TALK-304. In studio, it's quite the honor. He is the Graham Poobah of Metro News Prep Sports uh, and uh, general sports expert Joe Bricado joins me in studio. Hey, Joe. Expert is a term I would not use to describe myself, but thank you for doing so. Uh, you know, we, we throw titles around here all the time. So Okay, fair enough. Uh, where do you want to start? Let's start football. Let's start there. Mountaineers. That's always a good place to start. Sk- yeah. I'm looking forward to a semi-normal football season. Uh, 2021 schedule is complete. We're done. We know what games are on the schedule with the uh, release of the Big 12 portion of the slate, which starts, what, the 25th, September 25th? That, yeah, that's the first uh, Big 12 game, and uh, they ease into things with a nice, easy contest <laughs> against the, the six-time defending champions in their house uh, as they yeah. open up with Oklahoma. Uh, that's the first league game, followed by the first home game against Texas Tech. And, and really, if you look at it, Dave, and, and we knew what the non-conference games yeah. were prior to yesterday's schedule release, but if you really look at it, you're looking at it as a, as a 
realistic WVU fan and probably saying five and one in the first half heading into the bye week is doable. I mean, it really, mm-hmm. really looks realistic. The three non-conference games, you've got a Maryland team that's coming off of a down year. Long Island is the uh, first home game, and then Woo. Virginia Tech. Yeah, exactly. And then Virginia Tech comes in. That's a Virginia Tech team that has been decimated by some roster attrition. You really think you can go three and zero? Even if you don't get the Oklahoma game, you're probably still looking at five and one's very doable for the first half. Mm, five and okay, hang on, let me think here. Five and one in the first half. That could that? Oh, you know what? We got time. <laughs> I'm just thinking it could be. You know, I've I've. You've covered this long enough. I've covered enough college football to know you play a couple of non-conference teams that are eh, and you play, you know, hey, we're 5 and 1. We're 7 and 0. Oh. We should be number 1 in the country. And then you find out eh, maybe you weren't quite as good as you thought you were. Not saying they won't be. I'm just it I sets don't know. it sets up well. I mean that that's that's as best as you can say cuz you know, they yeah, Texas Tech is coming off of a bit of a down year, even though they've beaten WVU in back-to-back seasons. Baylor's coming off of a down year, so there's winnable games out there in the first half, certainly. Hey, five and one doesn't matter how you're five and one. That's better than one and five. Either any way you slice it. All right, high school sports conditioning this wink, this wink, this week. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Air quotes. Practice next week. Uh, I talked to Jason White this week. You talked to any coaches? I bet they're all excited. Joe, I talked to Joe Schmidl at uh, University High School yesterday. Still the uh, Class AAA defending champions. <laughs> Technically, since yeah. uh, they, they, they should have been two times. Since yeah, in all likelihood, they've they've certainly had great chance to do so. They were the uh, champs in nineteen, number one seed last year, and it, it's going to be a new look roster for the Hawks this year. No question about it. Uh, four starters gone. All four of those players uh, have gone on to play at the college level. Two at Division One schools, and KJ McClurg and Caden Matheny, uh, but he's excited about the challenge of kind of reworking the roster with a lot of younger guys that are hungry for opportunities and uh you know we, we talked about how they're navigating uh, the early portion of the schedule which the biggest thing is in a normal preseason you have about four weeks to get ready and to have your full complement of practices and be ready to go that's cut in half this year I mean, they're going to open up three weeks from tonight at spring mills and they're not going to have a traditional preseason lead up um, you know, even this week, they, he was excited about getting in and uh, getting the guys to condition. Well, the last two days, <laughs> the last two days, of course, the snow hits and uh, Mon County hasn't been in in-person instruction, so they've only had two conditioning days to this point. But uh, he's excited, kind of relieved that uh, finally that uh, the pieces can be put into place starting on Monday. Can't wait to actually be in a gym in a few weeks from now. Uh, and here's something I keep forgetting, but here's a nice reminder to folks out there who you know don't eat, sleep, and drink this like we do. Four classes mm-hmm. in in basketball this year, so it's it's different look sections, different look regions. I think Trinity's playing up in I think AAA with the, the, and the Notre boy, Dame. The right? boys are in AAA, and yeah. and uh, yeah, same with uh, Notre Dame. They've opted to play up in Class AAA mm-hmm. as well. It's going to be fun. I don't yeah. care. We're going to squeeze in eighteen games in what six weeks? Well, we'll have hopefully you, the entire state tournament will have fifty six games over the course of twelve days. 56 games in 12 days. We're going to do every game we can get a hold of locally. It's going to be a fun few weeks. You better get some sleep. Bye, bye. Is that your way of kicking me out of the studio to say that I need to rest up now? That's my way of saying that it's too bad for you you don't make overtime hmm. over the next six to seven weeks. An interesting concept. <laughs> Time and a half. Joe Bricado, thanks for stopping by. You got it. Thanks. All right, buddy. Uh, we'll get to a couple more texts. We'll wrap it up. We'll set the table for Hoppy Kirchable next.
now back to the talk of the town. All right, let me see how many texts I can get in in the final 90 seconds or so of the show. 304 Talk, 304. Hey, Dave, my husband got the vaccine call on his cell, on the house phone, and a text all at the same time. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I got him covered. Uh, why get the shot? The majority of folks have developed a natural immunity. Uh, okay. I, I can't vouch for that. I have no idea. Not a doctor. Don't even play one on the radio. Dave, I have a Chevy Bolt 2, and it's an extra $200 in Ohio. Love my EV. Dean in Newark, Ohio. Well, thank you, Dean. Yeah, caller, was it Gary? Yeah, Gary, I had no idea the, the, the registration fees for, a, for an electric vehicle. No idea. I pay my fair share in, in gas tax. Dave, I agree with you. At least there is a proposed change, a proposed change, a proposal to change it up. Sorry. Uh, no income tax would certainly aid in trying to attract new residents. Purchasing soda and uh, what? Purchasing soda and cigarettes wouldn't be number 49.50 every year in obesity and tobacco use. If we want to attract new residents to move here, we must first change the perception of West Virginia. You will get the final word today. Thanks for all the calls, texts, and tweets. Hoppy is next. We'll talk to you Monday morning. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.